I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to the podcast, Dianos. I am Jordan Hall. Joining me tonight, as always, is Eric Wayne. Eric, no special guest tonight. Does it feel like a bit of a letdown to you? No, no, it feels, you know, just like that old familiar coat, you know, fits like a fits perfectly. It's great. You know, it just gives me a lot more room to talk, which uh, is one of my favorite things to do. I think that's what the listener's favorite thing to do is also. What? For, they like to talk as well? Yeah, that's good <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have you kept up at all on Copa America Euro 2016? Not at all what the listeners listen to us to talk about. Right. Um, but have you seen like a, a favorite match so far in one of those two? You know, being a renaissance man like I am, <laughs> I like to keep track of all sporting endeavors. Mm-hmm. And yes, I've, uh, I've kept track. I haven't been able to sit in front of a television watch, but I, I keep track of the scores. And uh, the United States won, what, uh, four to one or three to nil or what? It was like their biggest victory ever. Four, four nil, I think, against four nil. Costa Rica, yes. who actually isn't terrible. Costa Rica. And then Costa Rica turned around and beat uh, Colombia, correct? Yeah, they did us a massive favor. And so we won that group. Yes. Am I wrong? Yep. And we avoided playing Brazil in the first round. Or of the, nice. of, so that's good. Uh, you see your boy Musa Sissoko got in for France in, in the opener. Did he really? No, yeah. I did not see that. Um, yeah, Sissoko kind of plays when he wants to. <laughs> and the opening match of a major tournament might qualify as one of yeah. the times when, when one might want to. Yeah, he probably turned it on a little bit, unlike, you know, screwing around for the magpies all year. <laughs> Um, so it was it was kind of an uneventful week. I feel like things kind of maintained status quo. Um, so I asked you, the listeners, um, what you wanted us to talk about this week. And the responses were numerous and quality, and we appreciate all of them. Um, if we, we have a bunch of them kind of in our Tiger Talk section. Um, so if we don't get to yours, sorry, we just had so many this week. Um, our good buddy, Jacob... And I, I hyph or I phonetically spelled this in my computer. Skoronek. Um, he provided us with this lead, this week's leadoff question. And Jacob, if that is incorrect, once again, I apologize. And the question is: If Tigers players were Seinfeld characters, who would be whom? 
which is actually great, great grammar too. <laughs> so tip of the cap. Yeah, yeah, good job. Um, okay, I'm going to defer mostly to you, Hall. Okay, because you seem to be the Seinfeld guru of the podcast. I mean, I've I've seen Seinfeld reruns. I understand, you know, the essence of Seinfeld, <laughs> but I, I guess I don't know the intricacies. Um, so I'll I'll throw out the only one I could really think of. Right, and that on. was um, Elaine's boss uh, would be J. Awesome. J. Peterman. <laughs> Jay, is that what his name is? Yeah. It, that, that would be awesome. Because, you know, he's got this air of, you know, excellence and handsomeness about him. And he's supposed to be smart. But, like, you don't really know if he knows anything at all. <laughs> and there's a suspicion that maybe he doesn't. Right. Right. So that that was the only one I could think of. Uh, how about you, Hall? You know, tell us the truth of Seinfeld, please. Okay. So as as anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I have like three or four great passions in life. You got tigers, you got man United and you got Seinfeld. I mean, those and, and Whitney, obviously she's, she's the first of the four. Yeah. Those, yeah, those are the four passions. So right. when tigers and Seinfeld inter intersect, um, I spent a lot of time thinking about this today. So I'm assuming Jacob just wanted to know about the main four. I have down several, several other characters. So um, Jerry, Jerry always has kind of a theory. He always thinks he knows better. He's always got a plan. And that would be Tiger's Twitter because they oh. always know better. Jerry, What's the Jerry deal does. with that? Yeah. Jerry does. Tiger's Twitter, no. Um, Kramer, Kramer is the ultimate like wild card. You just never know with him. Rod, obviously. Okay. Um, George, short, stocky, slow-witted, bald man. Um, I can't help but draw the comparison to Gene Lamont. Sorry, Gene. That's a low <laughs> blow, I know. Um, Elaine? I'll rattle through these quickly. Elaine, my initial thought was Iglesias, you know, small, feisty. But as everyone knows, Elaine enjoys the big salad, which I would assume that our <laughs> resident vegetarian Daniel Norris uh, would too. I'm okay. Ass assuming Daniel's a, a vegetarian. He has to be, right? I'm kind of tracking with you, sure. Um, Newman, you know, hello, yeah. Newman. A fellow um, Newman fame, yes. <laughs> I compared him to the main bite, bite, sip, sip mariachi guy from the commercials. <laughs> right. They kind of have the same build. Sure. Mm. Rotund. Rotund. And uh, let's see, David Putty, Johnny Kane, for, for sure. David Putty, what character? Um, he, he was the character on the show. He's Elaine, Elaine's boyfriend. At some point, he's Pat okay. Patrick Warburton. Yes, yes. Now I know. Yeah, yeah. I, lo I love Johnny Kane. By the way, he's definitely one of my favorite uh, Fox Sports Detroit guys. Yes. Um, Frank Costanza, which is George's father, is obviously Jim yep. Leland. That's a gift. Yes, yeah, I think would think so. Yeah. I think one of my all-time favorite Seinfeld moments from the entire show is when him and Elaine. You know, you want a piece of me. So, yeah, you should you should look that up. Uncle Leo, um, you know, of hello, um, Big yes. Mike. Obviously, they're both old. I can imagine Mike having a one word catchphrase. And as we all know, Uncle Leo um, had priors for a crime of passion, which I certainly could see Big Mike having priors for a crime of passion. Um, crazy Joe Davola is Kinsler, obviously, because they're both crazy. Um, Bob Sacamano. This is a bit of a, a of a thinker. <laughs> These are deep cuts. Now you could be on my uh, horizon here. There's only two more. These are probably the deepest of the of the deep cuts. Bob Sacamano, who is Kramer's friend, who is constantly referred to, but I don't think we've ever actually seen him. 
that would be Casey Crosby. We heard so much about him for so long, and it never happened. And finally, the Drake, as we all know, you either love the Drake or you hate the Drake. And who who exemplifies that better than than Big Pelf? Right. He is polarizing. He is polarizing. I'm on one side, and everyone else is on the other. I'm trying to think of other characters. Uh, The Soup Nazi... (laughs) I mean, I just know like Jones. one episode thing, things. I you know, yeah. I I'm not I'm not a I, I'm an enthusiast, I guess. Not a not a um authority for sure. So, yeah. yeah, my my liking <laughs> probably crosses some sort of of healthy boundary. <laughs> right. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos dot com or on the Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. We'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, which for most people means subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. I actually got a tweet this week, somebody telling me that they almost subscribe, almost unsubscribed because there was too much Pelf talk. Um, so oh, wow. We, we will limit the Pelf talk this yeah, week. Yeah, oh, please, we cherish your opinions. We wouldn't want to cross <laughs> you. Oh, we supplicate at your feet. Don't leave. Exactly. Um, and let's see, I have written down, if you like the show, let's try something. Think of one other person who likes the tigers and tell them about the show. So yeah, let's do that again this week. That was fun last week. Yeah, it was so fun. Mind-blowingly fun. I'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast, Janos. I wanted to start our tigers discussion off with a bit of a look at where we are in the division. Um, currently we're sitting in second, three games back of the Indians, we're even with Kansas City, and we're a game and a half ahead of the White Sox. I'm going to come to you with the general question. I'll see where you riff on this. Um, are we the second best team in the division? Uh, yes, isn't that's that's what the standings say? Yeah. Um, so you know the big preseason predictions and everything like that. You know, where do you think the Tigers will end up? But I thought, you know, if they could snag one of the wild cards. That's a good that's a good season for them with the position that they are in. And I don't I haven't checked the wild card standings lately, but I imagine we're right in there. We are right? a game and a half back. Yep. Okay. So it's close. I mean. Um so if Cleveland really performed, I would not be surprised. And if the Tigers could sneak into that second spot, that's that is a good result. I mean, that's who we are. But this is not gonna be easy. This is gonna be a battle with these uh, four teams to, um, I, I think eventually the White Sox will fade a little bit, but I think Kansas city will still stick around. Um, and Cleveland is just too talented. So yeah, we are, we are second in the, in the division. And if we finished there, I, I don't think I'd be surprised. What do you think? I I agree. Um, I think from what we've seen on, on the field and not just, you know, going strictly by wins and losses, I would say that we have been the second best team in the division. Like the Indians have gotten off to a better start once again, as the record would say. And I think that we've been, you know, record says we're even with Kansas city. I think just the eye test, we've had a much better start to the year than they have. Obviously they're down two of their key players now. Um, But you know, through what are we through 60 ish games? I think that, I think that's a pretty accurate reflection of where, where we are and where the division are. Division is. Um, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. Just kidding. I'm not going to. Um, So Cleveland currently sits atop the division. Um, You know, they've they've obviously got off to a good start. Do you think this is a team that should be looked at as the favorite at this point? Or is it all kind? I mean, they only have 
let's see, a three-game lead on kind of the pack. You know, their, I, their pitching is so good, though, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, their pitching is far and away better than ours or what we've shown so far this year, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yep. And they just got Carrasco back about a week ago, which that's not going to hurt. Yeah. I mean, I don't study the other teams like I really hang on everything that goes on with the Tigers. But from what I understand, their pitching is just dynamite. And the, yeah, so they're the class of the division. Yeah. And I think going into the year, we kind of assumed KC was going to be that. But there really wasn't kind of reason to think that, that Cleveland couldn't do it. The lineup, I think there's there's enough areas in that lineup that you think eh, that maybe yeah. maybe they, they will fall back to us. And I think... You know, I don't I don't think they're three whole games better than us. I think the metrics at the beginning of the year, the advanced metrics like zips and Pakoda and all that stuff. They the the advanced metrics love the Indians. The problem was they've loved the Indians the last couple of years, too. Um, But maybe the maybe this um, advanced metrics got it right this year. Yeah. And I guess when you think about it, they have a lot of kind of fly under the radar guys like Mike Napoli still is very productive mm-hmm. you know Jose Ramirez is having a great year in left field I mean <laughs> he's a he's essentially Andrew Romine come really really good um, and obviously I I feel like I've professed my love for Francisco Lindor on the show several times but yep. I really love him I he's one of the the guys that if you could you know trade for anybody don't give me Trout don't give me Harper I take I take Lindor in Brantley, what's Brantley doing? He is on the DL. I don't think he's played much of much at all, which is has opened the door for Ramirez to kind of establish himself. In, Actually, is in he lab. coming? Is he coming back, or uh, wasn't he like just almost back or something like he, that? He uh, he came back for the series with us, absolutely destroyed us, and then I think he went back on the DL after that. So I gotcha. Great timing, Michael. Yeah, thanks, um, jerk. <laughs> Kansas City, uh, they're even with us. Yep. I can't help but feel like there's a little bit of a giant there. And we don't want to wake them. Yeah, I. They, they're just so multifaceted. They can beat you in a variety of different ways. That's what always scares me. And you know, you know how the Tigers like. We always seem to have one out of three cylinders fi- firing. Yes, like our absolutely. starting pitcher, if pitching is good, but then we can't hit, and the bullpen sucks. Or the bullpen is good, and we can't hit, and we get. You know, it's always one of those three. But I feel like in the last little winning streak here we've had, you know, it's kind of two of the three or sometimes all three have gone. But the thing is with Kansas City is you consistently get a better performance out of each of those three as facets of the game. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good good way of of looking at it. I I completely agree. The thing I guess the, the difference between this year and last year is obviously you're down Moustakis and Gordon. And the starting pitching, for whatever reason, just hasn't been any good. Ventura, uh, we don't have time to get into <laughs> yeah. him, but his ERA is pushing six. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys that just, you know, what's what's the new uh, Ian Kennedy? He hasn't, you know, turned out quite like they would like. I don't know. Maybe maybe the stardust has run out a little bit on Kansas City, which would be let's hope the nicest thing in the world because I can't stand them. <sighs> yeah, I'm I I have Royals fatigue like. Before their emergence, I didn't have any particular disdain for them, but it's just like fatigue now. They yeah. can be done. Yeah, absolutely. I always hate the hate of the White Sox way more. Okay. And they were always in, you know, like you said, the Royals were always kind of just there. Like it's hard to hate a terrible team. Right. And right. Because I, we were we had right white hot rage at the Twins. Yeah, that's true you know, too. Good call. From that from that episode before, and now everybody's like, oh. The twins. <laughs> they're so they're young. S- yeah. They're sad and adorable. Yeah. They are 13 games behind us. Can you believe Ugh. that? Um, 
Yeah, they suck. They, they do suck. Speaking of the twins, uh, I'm heading down to this has nothing nothing to do with the top. Well, I guess it does. I'm heading down to Toledo uh, this coming Saturday, seeing the Mudhens play the the Twins AAA affiliate. So that'll be fun. Cool. That will be fun. Yeah, I've I've actually never been to um, a Mudhens game. So neither I'm, have I. I've been I've been meaning to do that. I, I would like to do that. And so. you, you know what the best part about the timing is. What's that? Jacoby Jones in, in center field. Oh, your boy, Jacoby. Capital C. Good stuff. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to take like a week or two weeks, however long it would take. And, um, you know, you know how some fans want to go to every major league ballpark in mm-hmm. a summer. That to me just seems like kind of taxing. But I would like to take a couple weeks and go to each of the minor league affiliates for the Tigers. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Let's do so it. you'd You'd start and all right, sounds good. You know, you'd hit Connecticut and Lakeland and Erie and Toledo and West Michigan, you know, and just make that round and take a week to do it instead of your whole summer. Yeah. That'd be a good, you know, baseball road trip that's doable. Yeah, that'd be sweet. <coughs> Definitely agree. I think so. Um, so we talked quite a bit about him on last week's show with Emily, but our good buddy Ian Kinsler has had himself another fantastic week. Um, eight for 25, which is 320. I actually did the math on that one. Um, <laughs> I got, I got, did it on my calculator on my phone. Two wow. doubles, two homers, 10 ribs. Um, he's gotta be the team MVP at this point, right? Yep. I mean, leading the team with 3.1 war. Uh, the next highest is Miggy with 1.8. He's far and away the Ben, the best player. He might be yeah. the best. He might be the most complete <clears throat> leadoff hitter in baseball. I feel like there are guys who, yeah. you know, ha- are faster who get on baseball, but he is, he has to be one of the best hitters in the AL. And I, where did this come from? Like last year, he went through I and mean, he showed flashes, but what about it would at the beginning of the year, would you have said, Oh, this is going to be the year that Ian Kinsler really takes another step. Like I, I, there was nothing I saw. He said, Oh yeah, he's going to be better. In fact, everybody was saying, well, he's another year older. Second baseman don't age. Well, he's going to take a step back and just the opposite happened. Well, I did look into it. He currently has a <laughs> 344 batting average on balls in play, which that's not like astronomically okay. high, but that's, that's not, you know, it's a it's a little bit of an outlier. Yeah, um, but that's built on the foundation of hard hit of balls. hard hitting balls. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I would be very interested to go back and look at his wars from some of his years in Texas. Like he had incredible years there. He was he was that's definitely true. one of the better uh, leadoff hitters in baseball in Texas. And I think that these, you know, he's probably on pace for his. I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he's probably on pace for his best career year. But it's probably oh. looks a lot similar to what he was doing in his. Yep. you know peak in texas as opposed to last year um last year was just kind of rough like you know we, yeah. obviously it was rough all around but i kind of felt like i was getting to the point with him where he was like i thought i've started to feel like he was a bit of a, a clubhouse cancer but i'm coming kind of back around to him you know what i mean yep i mean i wrote a really good piece like uh at the beginning of the no it was at the towards the middle of last year about kinsler and i was always i was kind of hard on kinsler oh he's a hothead he's a d-bag or whatever which i I think is true yeah it's it's somewhat true but if you look up chris's 
piece on Kinsler. It's really solid. And I think there's another side of it. He's trying to be a team guy in the way that he can. And that that is by doing the interviews, taking some of the pressure off the other guy. And you can tell he's been doing more of the after game interviews and, and talking with some reporters and stuff. So um, he's kind of gotten beyond that. And maybe he just feels more comfortable in Detroit and himself and his personality and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And obviously these guys aren't robots. Sometimes it takes a little bit yeah. you know, to gel with teams, with cities, with people. Um, I, I enjoy, like you said, with the interviews, I enjoy how professional he is. Like yeah. he, he always sees the, it seems like he always sees the big picture in his interviews, which I think is, is nice when you have, you know, there are a lot of veterans on the team, but there are a lot of young guys too. And being yeah. able to have them look at him is, is definitely a good thing. I, you know, we could talk about this for a half hour, but how huge is the trade of getting <laughs> of getting rid of Prince Fielder and getting him? It's massive. We would be I'm, so sunk right now. It set the team ahead a couple of years. I mean, uh, if if you had Prince right now, and you sh- you surely couldn't trade his contract now. No. Um. So that was just a, a stroke of brilliance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's get into some of our, our listener questions, or so, some are questions, some are just topics of conversation. Um, let's start out in the pen. Smitty2016 says um, he wants us to talk about Shane's Gre- Shane Green's newfound swagger. Looks like a right-handed Drew Smiley out in the pen. He's yeah, the- I mean, he's getting the job done, right? Yeah, he's, um, he's been incredible. <clears throat> Do you do you think he has an extended future in the pen? I do. Uh, so he's pitched uh, five and a third, which is a total of sixteen outs. Eight of them have come via the strikeout. Yeah, That's, he's been good. That is that is not bad. But is he? Are we wasting his arm in the bullpen? That's a good question. Um, we actually have a question later on about you know are the are these the the final pieces, and we'll get to that later. But I think <laughs> what it comes down to is the fact that the five in the rotation are kind of settled right now. You know, it'd be it'd be silly to, to park yeah. him down in, in Toledo and have him, you know, just to keep him stretched out. I don't know, you know, next year if, you know, if stuff works out and we need him to start or if you could always stretch him back out. But I think he, I think to win now, like, I mean, we, we need him out there and he's been he's been killer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, so we have Zim, JV, mm-hmm. Pelf, Fulmer. Ful- Fulmer and Boyd. Boyd, yeah, Boyd's number five right now. You, you feeling Boyd long term? I, I mean, I, you know me, I, I love Shane Green, and I think, but the thing is, is I think that Shane Green might be better in the bullpen than, okay. than uh, Boyd. Like, there's bigger gap there than if the gap between Green and Boyd in the rotation. Does that make sense? Yeah. If Boyd would happen to stumble, or maybe even if it doesn't. Do you see a scenario where Sanchez goes back into that spot? I think he's more likely to go back into it than Shane Green. I think it's more likely. I I don't think it'd be necessarily real good until you see something more from Annabelle, but maybe. Right, yeah. But that's more likely than I think maybe Green going in that spot. No, I I think at least for the for this year, he's probably locked in. I mean, he's he's got to be number the seventh inning, seventh slash eighth. You know, it's fluid with him and Justin Wilson, but. Yep. I mean, you, you almost need, I hate to say it, but you almost need another guy out there more yeah. than you need 
the number five spot yeah. to be so locked down. And yeah. to be fair, I, I love Shane Green, but he hasn't exactly been like can't miss lights out in the rotation either. Right. And until you see something a little bit more from Alex Wilson, mm-hmm. Green's a nice bullet to have there because you have K-Rod, you have Justin Wilson, and then what? If it's not Alex Wilson, it's got to be Green. Yeah, definitely. Until, oh, unless Lowe is somehow going to get better real soon. Yeah. <laughs> that one I, I'm not counting on. I mean, we talked a couple weeks ago about Shane Green having kind of Wade Davis written all over him. Yeah, and I, I, maybe I, you're right. I still, I still stand, stand by that. Um, Annie Ball has been three and a third scoreless. Um, one hit over three and a third. That's not bad. Two Ks, no walks. Um, yeah, so hopefully... Hopefully Maybe he just needed a, a blow, a breather, find his center, his chi, align a chakra or whatever, and he'll be great again. Who knows? Yeah, let's, yeah I don't – I just – I hate to I'm run not, him I don't out. know Eastern religions, but, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you covered so, covered all, all I got, of them. I got most of them, yeah. <laughs> um, Char Talk asks us, do you think the starting rotation is final and will, the la- uh, and will last um, the rest of the season, or do you see um, moving of pieces? I see a moving of pieces. I don't think I don't think Boyd lasts forever. No, I see the <laughs> other. I see the other four being more or less set. Um, yeah, I I could see them them giving Fulmer some some uh, you know giving him half a start, not half a start off, but you know extending moving his starts back to to save on his arm a little bit, which would give you play that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, that would just give you you know a few more spot starts for other guys. But yeah, play that game. I'm assuming. That- play- yeah, play that game around the all-star break, you know, where they try to um, kind of align the pieces so he gets an extended break, like skip his start before the all-star break. And then, you know, so there's some games that you can play with that, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to I was going to run stats on on Pelfrey. I would say run stats. I was going to look up stats on Pelfrey. I mean, he's he's been fairly locked in recently. Two straight quality starts. Um, he's he's given the Tigers a chance to win in pretty much. He's not. He's not going anywhere. No, he's he's not he's not good. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, <laughs> he's not good, but he's not bad either. That's that's what people need to remember about Pelf. He is a he's an adequate fit starter. Like I said, I, I still am back to this. I know people just dogging him. Oh, he's crap under any circumstance. If we had picked him up at a bar, for a bargain, like people would be like pretty cool with Pelf now. But I think it was just because of the contract that he had. And it's not that big. Big Mike's got all kind of money. I mean. Obviously, eight million dollars is a lot, but Big Mike can pay for it. Speaking of of Illich, obviously not not Pelf. Um, so yeah, Char Talk. That's that's what we think. Um, What's a bigger waste of money? Two million for Avilas or eight million for Pelf? Oh, two for Avila. Avilas is straight straight trash, straight poop emoji. There's nothing that he can do that Andrew Roman can't do better. No, no absolutely not. <laughs> Just I feel like that. He he butt wiggles in the box better, maybe. You've been watching a lot of that, or you've been paying attention. I mean, he's got the the wiggle of the bat. I mean, I'm not here to judge you. I mean, (laughs) all right. Call Jax um, says Michael Fulmer is he for real or just having an unreal stretch? When he allows a run, is he still going to dominate? Which I've been I've been answering first. You answer. Um, I think it kind of it's similar to what we discussed with with Jordan Zimmerman. Like obviously he's not going to stay on this unreal scoreless stretch, but I mean he's. Like, just watch what we saw today, what we saw earlier in the week. Like, I mean, the stuff is there for him to be just as good as it gets. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I 
I'm super impressed by his approach, his mentality. He looks like a bulldog on the bound. He looks very focused. Um, you know, maybe it's just men are more impe- impressive with beards. I don't know. <laughs> but he seems to know what he's doing. You know who he kind of strikes me as is Jake Peavy. Like a young, good Jake Peavy. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, just not arrogant, but kind of... You know, I, this is what I do. I can do this kind yeah, of. Yeah, and it's That's there's. Really I mean, obviously he throws hard and has great breaking stuff, but there's there's not a ton of real to him. He just goes out there and goes right. at you. Yep. Yeah. What's next? Um, Brett Yoder asks us acceptable reasons for mi- uh, for missing watching a Falmer start. Ooh, um, having sex. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel I feel like that if you have the opportunity, uh, you know. You could skip some Fulmer. You can always watch Fulmer on DVR. Um, you know, seeing your child's birth. Yeah, but short short of interesting. That, probably. Interesting. These both involve the same category of things. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, being granted the Nobel Prize. I, I'm I'm sure there's hundreds of things, but point made. Watching Fulmer is pretty fun. Similarly, I I missed. I actually missed the first couple innings today. Grocery shopping. So woof to that. Ooh, that is not on the list. No, no, it was not. Um, Brandon Day wants us to talk about what a stud JV is. JV's back. Like, and the stuff isn't the same, but JV is back to being incredible, and it it warms the heart. The sound of your voice was just so eager. You're just like a teen boy again, Hall. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> He is. He is. He's back. He's uh, mowing guys down. It's great. Yeah. Um, Just Dingers, which I'm assuming is a JD reference, wants us to talk about Daniel Norris. Um, He had a seven and eight and a nine case, like the consecutive starts. um, But that was two starts back at this point. He has been really, really in the last two. I think it's time for us to consider recalibrating our expectations for Daniel Norris. I, think I right. know we are infatuated by his soap opera dreaminess and his hipster alt lifestyle, you know, and his, you know, the entire package that Daniel Norris is, and he's got promise yet, but we, I mean, we need to see a little bit more and we're not seeing it. I, I agree, and I think there's a chance that he might end up being a bullpen arm. If, if you know, I've, I've said this a million times. You put him out in the bullpen, the stuff plays up a little bit. Maybe you know the Royals have made a living on taking former reliever or former starters, moving them out to the bullpen, and all of a sudden they're you know world beaters. You know, maybe maybe we try it, but I'm like I'm not ready to give up on him as a starter by any stretch. You're, f- I mean, I think we're all far more optimistic about Green than we are Norris. Definitely. Yes. At this point. Yeah. And at in spring training, it was just the opposite. I yeah, would say. it was assumed that he was going to be the fifth starter. I assumed it. I was yeah, like, oh yeah, you know, when um, Avila was talking in West Michigan, you know, well we have Norris and a bunch of other guys competing, so he was the guy that was named. <laughs> Um, all right, Jordan Smith wants us to thoughts on our Tigers draft pick, Mike Manning. Mike, is that his first name? Michael? Uh, no, I think it's Matt. Matt, yeah, M name. What's the difference? Matt Manning. Um, he's actually the first uh, um, Sacramento area first round Tigers draft pick since Derek Hall in 2014. So we're just going right back to the well of you know just. You know, kind of funny coincidence that. Yeah. I I mean, I don't 
I'm not going to say that I've watched a That's lot right. of Sacramento high school baseball, <laughs> baseball, but but I feel like it's pretty predictable. Tigers pick, you know, high high ceiling, big athletic arm. I'm, it's just surprising surprising he's not from the SEC, to be honest, right? Uh, yeah, Texas. Uh, you yeah. Know, every every place <laughs> south is Texas. You know, this is like North Texas, maybe. Um, yeah, big dude throws hard. Yeah, you. You need to take a chance on some of these guys. You know, if he turns into, you know, somebody amazing, you're going to kick yourself for not doing it. You got to just try it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think, what you... I think the, the, the comp I was hearing was Taiwan Walker from the uh, oh, the Mariners because, yeah. uh, you know, big, strong, athletic kid. Um, he, he, like you say, you never want to you never want to count out an athlete, especially on the hill. Like, I mean, he just, from what it sounds like he's averaging like 26 points per game for basketball, like clearly, you know, talent to go around. Um, char talk strikes back with, I want to hear your opinion on all the assistant coaches from bill Meyer to Omar Vizquel. We're running long. Why don't we each pick a coach and give a, give a, a thought or two about them. I'll let you go first. Um, I guess my favorite is Mick bill Meyer, the bullpen coach. (laughs) I, you almost never see him on TV or whatever, but he does. I, I have, uh, I went out on the field for one of the, you know, they do these on field clinics and the coaches kind of go through their little spiel and have whatever the lowest ranking player on the Tigers come out there and, you know, stand and get into different postures while they explain it. And my favorite was always, was the, of the last time was Mick Billmeyer. Uh, so he's, if you don't know, he's just kind of a, a fun sense of humor and, uh, yeah, that's my guy. He does. I don't know what exactly a bullpen coach does besides hold the towel for the guy say, getting I, ready. I think they answer the phone. But yeah. They answer, you know, every once in a while you'll overhear, I'm like, okay, you got to get ready for so-and-so, uh, you know, that kind of thing. You know, there it's, it's a mental coaching thing. You know, it's not always about. Yeah, you know what you do. It's about you know how you do it. <laughs> I guess I don't really have any strong feelings about any of the the coaches. Um, I like. I Rich, think I Matt like Martin, Rich Doobie. Okay, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like Matt Martin too. He he reminds me of Donnie. <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got for you. Um, I think Matt Martin does a ton behind the scenes that people don't know about. He's the guy that they ask whether they should review things, right? Yep, that's yeah. one of his jobs. But I think all the um, positioning stuff, um, uh, you know, a lot of the, phil- the philosophy stuff. I think Matt Martin is is behind the scenes on some of that stuff. So he's essentially like the coordinator up in the you know with the headset on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think Wally Joyner is a particularly great hitting coach. That's kind of my hot take there. Yeah, I would. Uh, <laughs> Not exactly a, a hot take. I feel like that's pretty yeah. well shared around the internet. Um, at Motown T Grace, the Jimenez effect. Uh, should he be called up in September or still slowly brought up through the system? I think you got to take it slow with him. Um, he's young. He's kind of. Um, I guess I don't I don't know his character all personally, but he seems like a very fiery guy. Mm-hmm. And it, it, we just got to take it a little bit slow. Let him work his way up. Get some confidence. You don't I don't think you throw him to the wolves right away. Just just give him the rest of this year. And then let's see what we have in spring training next year. I actually don't mind bringing him up in September just to kind of expose him to the guys, to the big league life. All right. Um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be putting him in like any high leverage situations this year. 
No, I mean, if he's – no, 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 no. Okay, two more. Um, Flyin underscore Dutchman X wants to know about <laughs> – I think po- I know who this is. About Hi, the- Mr. Dutchman. <laughs> about the possibility of trading Iglesias for another arm and bringing up Jacoby Jones, who I do have as a capital C in my notes. <sighs> Anything's possible. Um, right. I mean, there's this ongoing uh, sub – commentary of conventional wisdom that Iglesias isn't as good as he appears on TV. Um, And I subscribe to most of that. But when you trade for a guy, you need a trading partner and it has to make sense. And there's a lot of moving pieces there. And I guess I wouldn't be stunned, but if we're competitive in the market, why would we trade Iglesias away? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And to go to a kid. The other teams probably have seen the same tape. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to get Iglesias Twitter pissed at me because, you know, they are a very real thing. But, mm. I mean, he's not he's not bad by any stretch, but he hasn't really been that good. I mean, you know, we've, we've discussed this many times yep. and people will people will have noticed that like it's not it's not just yeah. us. Right. Um, his his hitting is slowly creeping back up, mm-hmm. though. Um he can make flashy plays, but it's sometimes the brain farts, you know, throwing it the other night. He threw it into right field, uh, you know, just little things like that kind of um, temper his excellence of range and flash. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, last one is from our buddy Hookslide at Hookslide 23. He wants Eric to try the new A&W root beer and orange crush flavored Pop-Tarts and let us know where Ugh. they rank in the system. All right. All right. Well, you just got groceries. Did you see them in the grocery store? Did I you did, go to Meyer? I, I did, but I, I didn't look at – I can't say I went down the, the Pop-Tart aisle, so I, I don't know. Um. All right. I, I will do this. If they're – you know – popularly and commercially available i will purchase some and try it i guess or at least feed it to my kids if i don't like it there you go (laughs) (laughs) that's what they're there for right right absolutely all right i will do that i will i'll let you know perfect i think we're all going to be waiting with bated breath for that i'm sure everybody is at the edge of their seats there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, let's move into your power rankings. Okay, power rankings. Uh, I have to tell you about power rankings. Uh, well, we, I guess we have choices. Let's talk choices. Um, we have 
models of minivan. Oh, okay. That one is, is certainly an option. It's there. Um, we also, for another offering this week, um, somebody, uh, I think, replied to the the uh, podcast Yanos account, and I was kind of stalking it and just clicking around. So he was like, just stick to baseball, <laughs> something like that. I did see that one. That one didn't yeah. make the cut. Well, you know, I, you know, I'm a sensitive guy and I, you know, I'm a man of the people and I don't want to ostracize any of our diligent and faithful listeners. You know how much each of your opinions personally matter to me. Uh, so I've selected for the other option, um, best major league baseball teams to support. Oh, okay. You know, what's more baseball than that? All right, let's do that one. That one sounds like fun. And before you get into it, I do want to say that when I put out the what should we talk about, we probably had 15 people tell us that they wanted to hear about models of minivans. So um, we oh. hear you. We're just probably not going to do that specific one this this week, maybe, maybe next week. There's just other ones that always seem to come up that are like, They're oh, that one's kind of applicable, you know? Exactly. It's Right. Next week, maybe next week. Possibly. You'll have to listen to find out. Yeah. Okay, so best Major League Baseball teams to support. This is the top seven, okay. followed by the bottom three, naturally. Seven, the Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds. To me, this is the least douchey NFL, or excuse me, NL Central team. Um, they're sharp. It's kind of a you know Midwestern city, unpretentious. They look sharp. Um, and I have kind of warm memories of listening to the 1990 World Series. Hmm. So it's the it's the Reds. Yeah, I know. I don't get to see the Reds a lot, but they just seem like not disagreeable. Fair enough. To use your favorite double negative. <laughs> um, number six is the Baltimore Orioles. Um, the Orioles are this kind of classic team. I was a bit, you know, a big Cal Ripken Jr. fan. At the time, how couldn't you be? Um, the mo the exciting things about the Royals is they're not the Yankees or the Red Sox, which is really <laughs> nice. Um, they kind of play in one of the first new classic ballparks. Mm -hmm. um, and they just seem not too disagreeable. Now, in recent history, they've become more of a force, but I don't mind them so much. They, they, pretty, don't, they don't bother They me. pretty much destroyed us the, the last time we were in the playoffs. Yeah, but that, that we, had it, we did have it coming though. Yeah, it, that didn't go so. Have good. you been to to Camden Yards? No, it I have not. is like every up. bit as cool you, as you think it is. Like it is. Yeah. it's it's it with a big awesome. warehouse along Utah Street or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. I gotta I gotta get out of the house occasionally. <laughs> um, number five is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I've been to Pittsburgh a couple of times. I've not been to PNC and I'm dying to um, because is this is incredible. Um, kind of universally claimed as probably one of the one or two prettiest parks. Definitely. Maybe this and, and San Francisco um, AT&T is it? No? Uh, something like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but PNC is amazing. Do you know um, kind of an interesting tidbit about PNC? Maybe I shared this before. They are the only major league team that has um, a locker room for women umpires. Really? Huh. Yep. That's now, interesting. there are no women umpires, but it was just kind of this very aspirational kind of it's addition. Very forward thinking. Yeah. Very forward thinking. Yeah. That's um, 
Yeah, so the uh, Pirates, they're kind of middle America. They've played the lovable loser role. They had the We Are the Family years that was kind of warm. The Pirates. They got a bunch of exciting outfielders, too. Like, I'm a sucker for a toolsy outfielder, and they got three of them. There you go. Pirates. Um, Number four is the Blue Jays. All right. Um, They're from a different country. (laughs) That's fun and exotic. (laughs) They have their outfield walls measured in meters, and it's exactly 100 meters, which is very, um, very satisfying. Yeah, it just feels right. Yeah, just 100 meters. That's how far it is. It's very metric. <laughs> Continental. I like that. Um, they hit lots of home runs, or at least they used to. I think their look with their new logo and their uni- uniforms are super sharp. Yeah, definitely. I think they look good. The Blue Jays. All right. Your list has been very good so far, by the way. I'm, I'm definitely right with you. Okay. All right. We'll see how this goes. Uh, number three is the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Um, again, uh, you're going to notice the theme. They are not New York or Boston, which is really good. <laughs> so you end up cheering for them a lot because they're in a division with, you know, losers. Um, they seem kind of harmless. And when they were really good, you know, they were a, a um, they were a fun kind of good. I don't know if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. They had some ex Tigers. They had Matt Joyce, Will Rhymes, Fernando Rodney. That's true. So yeah. Joe Madden, when he was there, was really fun. Their stadium experience, from what I understand, is really fun. They have like this DJ and a rapper, and oh, it's kind of fun. no. They have DJ Kitty. He DJ is, Kitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's like. Dr- it's, I mean, essentially a cat costume that has DJ gear on. Yeah, it's it's really That's something. Adorable. If you know, you don't have to go very far in the internet to realize everybody loves cats. <laughs> yeah. All right, number two is the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers are, you know, they're the National League, so they're safe. I don't have to. There's no conflict of interest there. They're kind of a small Midwestern city. Um, they're kind of a lovable loser too. They're not, they're not dominating anything. Um, and they celebrate beer and beer <laughs> is delicious. So the brewers are number two and I kind of like them, uh, when they had Prince Fielder and here's just this like big slobby slovenly guy and he's just blasting home runs. So he goes with the beer with the brewers and that was fun. So the brewers are number two. Uh, number one, you want to guess? I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Tigers, the Tigers, of course, the Tigers. And, you know, we take it for granted because we're huge Tigers fans, but the Tigers have an amazing history, a great history. Amazing players have come through. We are fortunate to have a very nice ballpark with a great view accessible. Um, we have an owner who's willing to improve the ballpark and kind of keep renovating with a big screen and the, you know, enhancements every year, their stuff, um, willing to spend on players, um, we've for the last long stretch now, we've always been relevant. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something exciting about following a team that is perpetually relevant. Um, even if they're not winning the World Series every year, you, it gives you something fun to hope on and watch and good players come through. And that's exciting. Um, and we have passionate fans. I mean, other, other Midwestern teams, um, you see a lot of empty seats, but you do not see empty seats in Comerica like you do other places. Just really solid, passionate fans. And the thing about Detroit is like 
we're not front runners. You don't see Justin Bieber <laughs> rocking a Tiger's hat. You know, we're not front runners. If and when we win the World Series, it's going to be so wonderful because there's been no easy sledding. Yeah, and we don't have any Paul Rudds either. Right. Yes. No. I'm assuming by that you mean like celebrity fan of some sort. Or? Yeah, he's he's a big uh, Royals fan. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. I guess the closest we have is uh, Jeff um, Daniels, who was interviewed today. But we got Kate, I guess. Kate and uh, J.K. Uh, what's his name? J.K., the actor guy. I um, don't know that I can help you on this one. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so we, we have some we, even our celebrities are modest. I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, so the Tigers, they're number one. All right. Ready for the, the bottom three? Yeah, absolutely. Number three, worst from the worst, is Red Sox. Of course. Uh, they made this stupid movie about the Red Sox with uh, Jimmy Fallon. And, you know, they're just always overrated. And, you know, the, the bloody sock. And let's all just... Worship at the shrine of the Red Sox. Stop it. I'm so sick of the Red Sox. So just between you and me, the bloody sock thing was a hoax, right? I don't are you conspiracy theorying on us? Oh, absolutely. It it for sure was a hoax. It I don't know if, if it was fake blood or if it was ketchup or whatever, but I Why would they do that? Because it's Boston and they're all many of them are bags. Many of them. Yeah. I don't, I'm just so over that whole ESPN loving on them and showing them on Sunday night baseball every time. Ugh. Okay. Number two is from the worst is the Cardinals. Absolutely. I'm so over the Cardinals, you know, the whole best fans in baseball trash. And I have this relative and they are like, kind of annoying about the Cardinals. So that adds to the f fuel of me disliking the Cardinals. <laughs> and they beat us in 06. Mm -hmm. And that still stings. So I, I hate the freaking Cardinals. To be fair to the Cardinals, I I saw a game at, at Bush. I saw them give st a standing ovation to, I don't remember, if, I think it might have been Colby Rasmus, who hit the cutoff man as opposed to trying to throw somebody out at the plate, which kept the runner at first, like from taking second base. They gave him a standing ovation, which, you know, maybe that's a little excessive, but it was kind of a headsy baseball play. Like, Okay, so the fans were plugged into the game. But, still, you know, maybe no. they are. Do you think they're the best fans in baseball? I don't know. I, I Maybe regardless I, I don't want to hear about it so you got to love the best fans in baseball twitter account I don't know the exact handle but basically it just retweets foul cardinals fan <laughs> takes it's just like the worst things that they say I, I love it it's very ironically brilliant and obviously they keep the the mantra of you know upholding the unwritten rules of baseball which is just the oh, most yeah. annoying thing in the world too oh, even la russa i was so over la russa i know i get it him and leland were buddies or whatever but he's he just smacked of pretentiousness and high and mightiness i was just so sick of that with the crap okay um number one you want to take a guess the worst team possibly the yankees the yankees you got both of them the yankees um like, if you watch uh, Ken Burns baseball, how much of it is it about the Yankees? It's just like, 
the league is not the Yankees and everybody else, you know, and it's not just the Yankees, the Red Sox and everybody else, you know, it's, they have all these retired numbers and their freaking shrine out in the field. And it's just like, uh, you know, all the media is fawning over them. It's just so stupid. They're the, um, the, the essence of everything that you would think about and despise about kind of, um, the inequality of baseball and just being able to spend whatever. Now that has changed a little bit and that's nice to see them kind of um, scuffle a little bit, but they are the evil empire and it's just terrible. I'm so sick of the freaking Yankees. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom and you're listening to the podcast. Yanos. Let's look ahead to next week. Um, kind of a big week coming up for the Tigers. Um, first of all, we spend three nights in Chicago taking on the White Sox, and then we go to Kansas City for four. Um, as of right now, the pitching matchups are Boyd against James Shields tomorrow night, who James Shields coming off two of the worst starts in recent you know, baseball memory. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can make that three. Um, Jordan Zimmerman, hopefully he can bounce back from his last start, which, I mean, yeah. He he is pretty good, so I think he will against Miguel Gonzalez, who is also very very not good. <laughs> um, and then on Wednesday, as listener Jordan Smith put it, um, the Pelfrey Sale Clash of the Titans rematch. So <laughs> we we're all looking forward to that one. Um, <laughs> like to call that the uh, the Dick and Thin game, maybe maybe not. Just kidding. You're I gonna, love Pelf. You're gonna. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> sale is thin. I. Yes. Okay. Because um, sale is thin and Pelf is kind of bad. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Thursday in Kansas City, uh, Verlander against Danny Duffy, who I've long had a soft spot for for Danny Duffy. Duff, he's, Duff, um, Duff. he's not as douchey as Duff, the rest of Duff, them. Duff. Duff. Okay. Um, and Friday, Fulmer against Jordano Ventura. If we can make it out of that Ooh. game with all of our players healthy, I don't care what the, the score is. That'll be a win. Um, Boyd against Volquez on Saturday and Zimmerman against nine foot tall Chris Young on Sunday. Right. <clears throat> I mean, Ventura is not going to do something stupid, though, is he? Yes. He, first he has a back. history of repeatedly doing stupid stuff. Like, Does, do we have any starts? Do we have any history with him? I don't though? think so. But if he, I know he's a dick, but I mean, I could see him plunking any number of Kinsler, JD, Iglesias, Mickey, and why? Just because he's angry and yes. mad because he was suspended? Yes, he. I'm not to not to make light of this. I there is there's seriously something mentally imbalanced in his head. Like I could very easily yeah. see him starting something just for the sake of starting something. We kind of need a beef again. You know, we had Sale in the binoculars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before that, we had um, Weaver. The, remember the Weaver-Verlander oh. game? Yes. With Guillen and pimping that home run. We need one again. Well, We need a little spice. Jordano is definitely the, the guy for, for that one. Um, let's see. Uh, last week, we went four and two. Um, two thumbs pointing at this guy for, for yeah. nailing that one. I would rather you have been correct. Because you went six and zero, oh, um, but but that'll work too. Um, okay, record prediction. There are is seven games that the Tigers will be playing this week. What do you think? Well, I think we're gonna do well against the White Sox. I think we're gonna win. Mm, maybe not the sale game. We're gonna win 
two out of three of those, and then the four of the Royals. Um, I think we are going to win two of those. So that means four and three. Four and three? All right. That's that's fair. Um, I think we're going to take two of three from the Sox also, but it's yeah. not going to be Sale because Pelfrey clearly has Sale's number. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. And I'm going to go three and one in Kansas City. I like Verlander over Duffy. I like Fulmer against anybody. And Zimmerman's got to bounce back. Um, so that would be that's what strong five yeah. and five and two. Yeah, that is that. That's a, we're running out of strong core there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any specific? You know, I always ask any specific hitter or pitcher that you're excited to see play. Uh, um, maybe uh, who's the guy that they just traded for? Uh, um, 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 the White Sox. I mean. Um, uh, shield, 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 shield. Yeah. I'm excited to see him because I hope he sucks, <laughs> and I hope we just pound him. Did you see they uh, designated Jimmy Rollins for assignment and ca- called up Tim Anderson? I'm kind of excited to see Tim. He's there. I, I know. I know almost nothing about Tim, but I did see they 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 DFA Jimmy. Is yeah. he done now? Done, done. I don't know that he's made it official, but I would assume so. He's like 97 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want to hear a Jimmy Rollins story? Yeah. So, like, this seven... podcast is this is going way over. Just whatever. We're, we're only at fifty three minutes. We're good. We're good. Oh, we're good. Um, so, seven year old Jordan gets his baseball and he goes to the the Rays. Actually, I think it was the Rangers at the time. They have a spring training facility just down the road from um, where we stay in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting out there like hours after the game because I clearly have nothing going on. And right. finally, Jimmy Rollins, at the time he was like this hot shot prospect, comes out. And I'm like, Mr. Rollins, will you sign my baseball? And he's like, hang on. Let me drop off my food on the bus. And I'm like, yeah, sure. He's gone. And yeah. like – he goes in, I'm assuming drops off his food on the bus. And like five minutes later, he comes back out and signs just for me. Then he went back onto the bus. No so kidding. I have a little bit of a soft spot for Jimmy. And I apologize for calling you 97 years old earlier. Yeah, that's kind of mean. He signed your baseball and now you're going to call him an old corpse. That's pretty <laughs> savage. To be fair, they that's both a cool can be story. true at the same time. <laughs> that's true. That's it. Little stories and little episodes like that are part of what makes baseball so good, especially spring training. Did you see the video of Scherzer playing catch with a kid in the stands? No. Yeah. So this was a couple weeks ago, but Scherzer was like, you know, shagging flies in the outfield. And there was a kid in the stands and Scherzer throws the ball up to him and is like, hey, throw it back. (laughs) And they played catch. And the dad like took some video and it was like, this is, you know, an amazing thing. And it was. I mean, it's just fun stuff like that. Yeah. Max is awesome. I I miss Max. He's just just a fun guy. Yeah. Um, If any of you out there have like Toledo uh, mud hens, you know, if there's a place I should eat during the game or – anything like that feel free to tweet me i would i've never been you know i'm going with my my wife and the in-laws and you've never been to toledo period i've no i've been to toledo i've just never oh, been okay. to the to the money have you eaten at uh tony paco's no i actually don't have a whole lot like i've done stuff in toledo but i've never mm-hmm. like spent time in toledo well i guess that's the thing that I, the one time i went to toledo I was just passing through but that there's like this famous restaurant that like famous people go to and they sign 
I think hot dog buns. It's something stupid. And they put it on the wall, but it's called Tony Paco's and it's famous for kind of being famous, I think. Gotcha. I'm just, I'm picturing famous people in Toledo and that that's making me laugh. No, they don't stay. They don't stay there. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos on the Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric and the show is at podcastianos. And we'd love it if you subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. Eric, anything else to say to the people before we head out for the week? I'd like to give a shout out to Yovan faithful listener or at least a listener hi Yovan (laughs) with that we will catch you guys next week and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.